Hey everyone, this is Brian Brent. Thanks for joining us for Circuit Rider Podcast. To know us, we're a YWAM missions movement in Huntington Beach, California, with a passion to save the lost, revive the saved, and train them all. This series is about immersing young leaders in the lifestyle of Jesus and training them to shift culture everywhere they go. You're listening to a Culture Shift Podcast. And I'm so excited about today because this is, uh, we want to have this conversation about leadership today. And you saw it in the notes. Let's first talk about um, um, five types of, five leadership methods. So as your leaders, you're, everybody on this call is a leader. And I want to give you these methods that work kind of prior to COVID-19, but they're not working anymore. You ready for these? Top five. Let's go. We'll talk about it as we go. Number one, positional leadership versus relational influence. In other words, when remember the day when leaders, um, you would observe them and they would be kind of public speakers, but they didn't have much relationship with people. They didn't pour into people. They really kind of people were there to serve them. Um, there, there was a disconnect. It's not that they weren't sincere in what they're saying, but they didn't have that relational drive like Jesus had. Jesus was there to build into the 12, build into the 72. And, and so Jesus really doesn't have a position in his ministry, but he has the most influence of anybody that's ever walked the earth. Wow. So the, the method that's out of style is trying to lead that old way of like, you need to do what I say, you need to follow my orders, but yet you yourself have no relational connection or relational friendship with that leader. The, you know, let's stop right there. Um, Spencer, Zach, somebody, Derek, do you know what I'm talking about? Did I just make sense? I've absolutely witnessed it 5,000%. All right. Can you hear me? Sorry, my Zoom froze. Yeah, I can, I can wholeheartedly relate. And I think, too, it's that it is it's that leader who's up front, who wants to lead from the front, but you feel like you can't even go approach that person and, and talk to them or have a real conversation or be interact with someone. I mean, how will you ever have any type of, relationship growth or really be able to invest in someone if you feel you they're unapproachable mm. and okay so we got to know that going forward relationships are really going to be the key putting teams together to really gain influence it's going to be built on you know teams of five teams of ten teams of two with close friendships and unity and out of that the purpose of god okay number two um, independence versus interdependence. Independence versus interdependence. Here's what's happening. The Lord is requiring unity and humility, uh, that Romans 12, so we can work together. Whenever you've got leaders in humility and working interdependently, come on, come on, everybody on this call, you know you're going to get Holy Spirit action you're going to get way more juice in the name of Jesus versus, you know, Zach's like, I'm going to run this DTS. I've got it. 
And we're like, well, we know you've got it, bro. You're our hero. But what about asking, you know, building a team around you? No, I've got it. We know that there's a, there's a lack, and not that Zach would ever do that, but in that fake scenario, there's a lack of humility, and that lack of humility, it's like math. It doesn't draw down Christ. It keeps Zach really doing the job without Christ. And so, Zach, we put a little worksheet in here on the Google Drive. Yep. And if you want to open that up, friends, we're not going to go through this whole thing, but it's there for you. This is a really fun tool, and it really helps you identify. And we've sent it out one time before, and I want to send it again just so you can really get this in your spirit, that independence and isolation are the shortcut to little tiny minimal fruit in this next season. Wow. Um, look at some of the key characteristics. Self-sufficiency. I've got it. I got this. I'm not going to ask for help. Fear of failure. Um, I'm going to prove that I can do this. Note that it's always about I. Number three, lack of true friendship. You're working on something, but you really are not close. How do you get close? People need to be able to trust you. They need to know um, that they're able to, you're able to lead and show them that you have actual weakness that can be drawn to that. So if you feel like you don't have any friends or you get very angry if something goes wrong and what you're working on, or you have a difficult time asking for help, mm. ding, 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 independence, bell is going off. And that's what's going away because right now there needs to be a joy in functioning in team, number four on this worksheet, five, instead of a lack of seeking God, an excitement about seeking God. It's the only way forward. And then our identity is based on the presence and being in Christ, not on striving and performance or my actual job. Can I, can I uh, get a witness from somebody out there? Thank you, Jesus. Yes, okay. super good. So the prayer below is, God, let's just look at this prayer real quick. God, we want to say this to you. If I've allowed isolation, do you see that on page five? If I've allowed isolation, independence, self-sufficiency to mark my life, I ask forgiveness for walking in these sins. I ask forgiveness for every way it's affected my relationship with you. I confess it. I receive your forgiveness. And I tell the enemy, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I will not function in independence yeah. and I receive your forgiveness and I renew my mind with single devotion and worship to mm. Jesus Christ. Okay. Wow. You're getting it. Good. Let's talk about this. How many have been thinking about this independence, not going to work in this post COVID or COVID-19 man. Now with the Supreme court, they're threatening tremendous violence in America if if someone doesn't vote right how are we going to handle these times independently wow I mean for real like 
oh, I got it. I don't know exactly what to do. No way, man. We're going to need each other like never before to get through these, this season on the earth. Zach, when, can you give me an example where you were thrilled about team and it just, it just shifted everything you were doing? Man. Yeah, I mean, I think just what I've experienced over the years, you know, especially going from tour leading to leading schools to it seems like God likes to put us in, in tough, impossible situations where it really forces us to need each other, you know. And I think even like uh, just thinking through even planning for this current school with the COVID pandemic, you know, how like for me, I was so stoked that we have such an incredible team around who I can like ask questions. I think what happens, you know, for me, I had to get through that place, especially early on in my leadership is afraid to reach out because I'm afraid if I reach out to another leader and say, hey, I need help in this area, then it makes me look like I'm disqualified or that I'm not up for the job. But I think what I've found in our teamwork is that it's people love to speak in and love to help. And when you can actually pull on other leaders and other people, you get so many other strengths and see solutions come so much faster than if I was to sit alone in my room for 12 hours trying to figure out something that, man, if I'd have got on a call with three of my buddies, we'd ask the Lord, solution comes in, in a matter of 10 minutes, you know? So I think, especially in this past season, I found that as we were, you know, pre prepping for the school, prepping for 21s, just the excitement of like, man, we don't know what we're doing, but let's ask God together. It's so much more fun than spinning your own wheels. Oh, come on, Zach. Okay, so number three, guys, is... Well, this is a fun one. Bells and whistles are dead. We need the presence. It's good. What am I saying? Bells and whistles are dead. We need the presence. In other words, if you came to like, say Brian Brand had a church, and it was called First Church of Huntington Beach. And all I kept telling you was, this important person's coming. We're going to have this important band coming. We're going to have, and you come in, and it just all this attractional stuff is on the stage. And you're like, wow, this is amazing. I mean, Mr. Famous is there. Mr. Famous Band is there. But then next door, I go to Zach Nash's church, first Zach Nash of Huntington Beach. And I go in there, Mondo's playing keys, and the presence of God is so heavy in that room. That's what's going to last in this time. In other words, when you're going through this level of shaking on the earth, you don't care if you see some famous person telling you something. What you need is Jesus Christ and the presence. Come on. So if you love the presence, you are perfectly suited for this next season on the earth because people are starving for the presence. Keep going, Zach. Oh, wait, Spencer and Casey. Wow. You guys love the presence. Casey, what happens to you when you're around that kind of bells and whistles and then all of a sudden you're in the presence? How did what do you have a story you can tell? Um I don't know if I could think of a story right now, but I think night conference thing that I did in Brazil and the first night was this, like, and they had like a whole um, LED screen on the back that was like sh shooting flames and just like crazy, not actual flames, but 
show. And I don't know about you guys, but you can like Bull's performance from a mile away. Mm -hmm. um, and so the whole time I was actually just distracted because I was like, oh, there's just something. Yeah, you're kind of freezing up, Casey. And um, oh, oops, can you hear me now? Uh, keep going. I'm going to keep trying. Um, yeah, we were doing like, it was like in this classroom, we had a worship night in a classroom and acoustic guitar, nothing was plugged in. It was like, just this kind of quiet moment with a few students, there weren't that many people there. But the presence of God just came. Honestly, the person leading worship wasn't really even singing um, always in the same key. And it was just this, but it was so genuine. And the presence of God really, um, I guess, what would you say? How do you say? Um, I don't know. Presence of God just came and it was incredible. So I'd say wow. performance literally like has no room for God when everybody's well genuine worship really is a platform for the, for the Holy Spirit to break in. So yeah, hopefully you got that whole story there, but here we go. Good. Man, Zach, I saw the students via that video down on the beach worshiping the other night. No performance, pure presence, and real. healing was breaking out. Yeah, it's real. So powerful. Just All right, walk. let's say goodbye to the bells and whistles, and people aren't going to want that anymore. You know, and here's what happens is, I don't know if you've ever been to a funeral. I've done a few funerals in my life. And if you're actually at a funeral and you're doing it, People at a funeral are usually not excited about like some sort of performance. They they want yeah. the most authentic, heartfelt, just reality about the you know to honor the person who's died, to honor the families, and because of the challenges that are going on on the earth, people are not looking for bells and whistles. They're looking for truth. Yes. What does Jesus really say? How about that, guys? Every one of us on this call as leaders, let's shift into like leading with truth, leading authentically. We're just going to, I mean, I really believe these carry the loves, brave love stops this year are going to explode basically because of the presence. Yes. Not based upon that 22-year-old having the greatest message that's ever been heard on the earth. Zach, that, that's not going to that can't work. No. You know what? It struck me, Brian, too. You know, you shared with our crew uh, maybe two weeks ago when you talked about the anointing uh, before yes. field training. And it stirred in me so deeply of the, the desperate need we really have for the, for the presence of the Holy Spirit. And so I started reading. Uh, R.T. Kendall has a book on the anointing. And like the opening line, as he says, one of the most frightening things he's heard is this. Episcopalian priest told him that the Holy Spirit was taken away uh, from completely from the church. Ninety percent of the work would continue on as if nothing. Whoa. And I've been thinking about that and talking of what you're just sharing right now is hitting me. I'm like, man, it, it, we are in such a place where business as usual, you know, pre-COVID is not going to bring any change post-COVID, and how desperate we are for just the raw presence of God and the real anointing of God not bells and whistles and, you know, cool venues. We need the presence. Man, this is it. Okay, let's do two more, two more methods that are not going to work to lead. And here's one more. 
Remember, Paul came in word. The Bible says Paul came in word and in power. Yeah. So what's gone, guys, is words without power. Words without power is gone. And that's so exciting, isn't it? Like, I know for me, just, hey, hey Christy, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Are you able to come over here just for a second? Um, I just found Christy. This is perfect. Um, what an amazing moment. Christy. Hey, Christy. Christy. Come on, girl. Man, I wish you were leading this. This would <laughs> be so much that. better if you were leading it. <laughs> Why don't you lead it? Well, okay, I'll talk to you about that later. Okay, another time. Is, you know, I've been watching in these meetings you're doing. You came down to the park the other day. Yeah. And three girls were healed of, of issues with their feet. God was saying something. God was saying something, right? making a statement. Yeah. I don't know about you, Zach, but that meeting suddenly became 10 times more exciting. 100%. Right? It was like, we were giving speeches. We're seeing, like, physical healing. Yeah. God was moving. Yes. Christy, give his team, you know, 30 seconds of, like, what God's going to be doing, moving in power and in truth. And you know what I'm saying? Not just truth, but power too. You're seem to be leading us in that direction. Well, I am. I'm not leading, but I, I, I can I, say, and I know that you guys can testify too, that you can feel in the spiritual climate what God is saying to the church. And an increase is coming in power because God is going to time it with this wave of souls saved. And so we, just like we saw in the book of Acts, you saw this escalation in signs and wonders where all the people were doing it. The apostles were carrying, the disciples were carrying it. And we just know that this is an hour that has been prophesied to by the church for a long time. And it's not one or two um, obscure prophets. It's like you, decade after decade has been building towards the tsunami that we're going to see. And yes, there's going to be hardship in the tsunami. But there is also going to be an enormous display mm. of the Lord using his authority and power through his saints to see souls saved at the same time. And it's something really to look forward to. And we're starting to see just those signs because it's not going to be like the old days where there was like a healer and you knew him or her from the stage. There's no show. It's all about 100% glory to God. And it's about many carrying the gifts. So. And so you're, you're you saying, because I noticed that day, Zach, you were there. You just, I said, I, I, kind of like right now, I, I, I'm tired. Come say something. Mm -hmm. So you walk up and you saw a vision of people being healed of feet issues. Is that how it worked? No, I mean, we, I think they'd want to know. Super honest, guys. I didn't have anything to say. You? <laughs> I just showed, <laughs> I know, I never do. Unbelievable. So I just... That's a miracle in and of had itself. A, had a welcoming moment and started to pray. And I was praying about something completely different. And this is how raw it was. I saw a girl grab her foot because it was in so much pain. With your so own much eye. pain. So With your own eye. One, one picture, one girl whose foot was hurting. But when I actually, it occurred to me to actually, oh, who is this actually that has a hurt foot? Three girls raised their hand. And then I followed up with them over the next um, two and three days. Is it 100% restored? Is it still restored? And three and four days later, it was 100% fine. One girl took off her boot 
and was completely healed. So three healings. And it had nothing to do with man. There is no human fingerprint on that. And wow. Awesome. Wow. And that, it's just that simple of just, it was just you saw simple. someone hurt, you start praying, and Jesus is doing Because he's, yeah. he's doing that now. He's doing it. He's doing that now. Yeah. You are, just, like in the old way, this super anointed, trying to generate brave love lady that yes. just has all this power. And I'm looking on going, no. man, I'm just... I wish I could do that, but I just got to go back and read my King James Bible. Yeah, it was Jesus. It was yeah. Jesus, and then you just... Casey's healing was very much that way. Yes. Oh, yes, just absolutely. A complete interruption there, there, in power. There's a lady on here, uh, Chloe Louise. Do you know who she is? Chloe, I think I've seen a Chloe. Oh, there she is, Chloe. This, if you would just take a second, this woman has caught my... Every single time, I'm like, there's something... She's about ready to walk into. Oh, that's awesome. What's God saying to you about this? So we're demonstrating this meeting's moving into a little bit of power, see, and not just words. I saw a journal, and the journal didn't have a lot filled up in it, but what was there, God was going to blow on and just explode in your life. And I, I, my sense was, is you don't need to hear more from God about what he's called you to. What he's already said over you, he is going to see through in your life. You don't have to wage war for it. It's just something that God has declared, and you're going to walk into it. It's very peaceable, and it, it's more about his timing than anything. Mm. Wow. Mm. Chloe, take yourself off mute. Does that, does that resonate with you? Yeah, 100%. That resonates with me. God's been speaking to me so much. And I really feel like I'm just entering into this new season, um, especially since 21. So that word was perfect. Yeah. Amen. Where do you live? Um, so I live in the UK in Portsmouth. In Portsmouth. Oh, that's yeah. wonderful. It's so cool you're joining us. I love that. <laughs> Isn't that special, Zach, right there? I mean, so yeah. neat. Chloe, I love what Christy got for you. Is there something in your journal, even one sentence that you could share with us that you, just to get us excited about what God's about to do in your life? Yeah, so I actually, it's funny you said an empty journal because I literally just started my new journal yesterday. So that's crazy. Um, but I really feel like God's saying to me that he's making me into an innovator and he's just given me so many um, cool ideas and stuff like ministry um, wow. that I'm getting started real soon. So that's really exciting. Yeah. Wow, Christy. There's a, there's a joy on this young woman yeah, there is. that comes from the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I'm sure that's true. Like, we could pray for so many of them. Well, we should. You know, there's another one. Can I see? Tia. Tia? I, she's like blinking. Tia Nall. Tia Nall is like blinking with glory. Tia, I saw a picture of you just as soon as I saw your picture. I saw that one of your foot feet was buried in the ground, but the rest of you was really free. I think it has to do with the Lord saying that um, he's got you where you are for purpose. And there was going to be a time, and I, I just saw that you were flying. You were just completely free to fly, but that God was being very purposeful about where he's placed you right now. Because the sense was it wasn't always fun, that you were blazing through and pressing through. 
and you had real opportunity to lead and influence, even though it didn't feel, it feels like sometimes your words are bouncing off the walls, but the Lord is saying, your words are penetrating the hearts. Your words are penetrating the hearts. Stay with where you are until the work is done. And when you lift, it's not just that you'll be able to move and walk and run. You'll be able to fly. Wow. Well, Tia, what do you think? That's so good. And um, I guess it just really speaks to, like you said, where I'm at right now, um, just in a job that I feel like it's not where – it's not where I'm strongest at, but this is the mission field that God's called me to right now as an administrative assistant. And like you said, it's an opportunity to speak into people. And like, like I said, this is the ministry that God's given me right now. And I'm just trying to figure out what that looks like and looking for those, being ready for those opportunities. Um, and like, sometimes it doesn't feel like there's an impact and sometimes I don't see it, but I'm just in this place where, um, I'm just like, I'm going to speak this thing and I'm going to believe that God is going to do it. And I'm just going to have faith in this season. And even in the sense of waiting for a future husband, just declaring things and just like believing and just waiting on God to like, to move and have his way. So yeah, that was all good. Thank you. That's awesome, Tia. It seems too that the Lord's just saying your, your words really matter. Like people are taking them to heart, even when you don't realize it. Thank you. Uh, I guess that speaks to like the intercessor side of me. I just, awesome. yeah, just declare things, say what the Lord has said, and let him have his way. There it is, Zach. It's, so, Zach, when you're seeing this, thanks, guys. Give me your feedback of what happened in the last five minutes when, when there was truth, but then the power of God showed up. This is, is that uh, the future? Is that going to be the new norm? This is so good. I mean, I think it just shows, to me, it just shows, one, the, the ease of how ready the Holy Spirit is to speak, right? There was such an ease to that over a Zoom call. Christy, come here. Let's pray. It just was, there was such an ease to it that, like, the Holy Spirit is so ready to speak to us and to move. And for our, our work, you know, when he's speaking, the power that comes and how there was no build-up moment, there was no massive band in the background we hit the moment everybody's engaged <laughs> holy spirit's ready to speak is there anyone willing to listen and just say what he's saying and i love i think you, brian you and christy have always modeled this to us so well of just really saying what the lord's saying not adding to it not trying to make it sound so like massive destiny word over your life it's like here's what the spirit says and you see the effect on both of those it was just so powerful Man, that is so special. Before the, the call, we're going to pray for a few more people. That's awesome. But let's keep... Come back when you need Yeah, Chrissy just sitting right here on the edge of the desk. And, okay, here's the last method that is going bye-bye, say to yourself, bye-bye. And what, what's happening is, have you seen how God has been revealing hidden motives across mm -hmm. the body of Christ or even in, um, even in secular settings, hidden motives? And... It's a season of things coming to the surface that we're in kind of shrouded in darkness. Because why? Because this is an hour where God is looking for a man or a woman, and he's searching the earth to and fro for some woman or man with a pure heart. And he's going to raise them up like his new Davids. And you can be a female, you can be a woman and be a David. We know that. And so he's looking for both men and women Davids. And I know it was just so shocking when I was looking at 
one of our colleges that, uh, in fact, one of my kids went to. And then suddenly there was a national exposing of things that were going on in that college leader's life, that president's life. And the whole world saw it. And so the Holy Spirit is setting in motion. It's like, I'm exposing things that aren't going to work for the future. And I'm going to raise up my company of Davids, both men and women, and they're going to walk with my heart. And I have assignments. And so if I was everyone on this call, I'd be so excited because you are walking in that pure heart. And God's going to put his hand on you in your 20s. And you're going to be walking in that. And so... Boy, Zach, isn't that scary? I when the Holy Spirit kind of like the book of Acts, yeah, exposed why, you know, Ananias and Sapphira what they really were up to. Yeah, and real. it was so sudden. Um, I see that happening. I, I would not be surprised at all if we see more of that in the next 90 days. Yeah, it's a it's a crazy reality when you do start seeing those things happen now that happened, you know, New Testament stuff happened like that then i said friday you see these things happening it does make you just for you know lord search my heart right just puts you in that place fear the lord like search my heart and i think that's what's so fun everyone on this call everyone i you know i've had even the smallest interaction with you can just see the purity and the longing for just that pure relationship with the lord and holiness that, that our generation is really longing for um so it's it's wild times Okay, so let's finish up with the five character traits then that God is absolutely put his hand on for this hour. The first one is he's looking for men or women who will go after God's heart and take Jesus out of a category of their life and make Jesus the full pursuit of your life. So in the old way, sometimes people kind of pursue Jesus in these categories but they would not have all in. I have one thing, one thing I desire. And Jesus is really saying, I'm putting my hand on those who will pursue me with everything. It's the only way to walk forward. You know, it's interesting, isn't it? Just, I know um, when I was preaching at the park this week to help Zach, Zach, you and I were together. We were all in to help those amazing leaders that you brought. And, and there was just nothing else in our mind, but, God was, God was requiring to do that, that my private life, every night I was praying, my morning life, every morning praying, crying, getting my heart right before God, on the way down, on the drive, praying again, just, there's such a, I just want these young leaders to just receive all of Jesus, not a nice speech, and so the first thing is, God wants us to go all in, no more compartmentalizing, Zach, does something hit you on that? Man, no, it's so good. I think it just it that is another thing you're talking about motive. You know, it just it's beyond a ministry role. It's a it's a really like the motive is that man. Here's 65 young people burning for God. Man, I don't. I'm not just going for my ministry. You know, fulfilled my ministry role today, and now I can check that check that box off and make a cool update letter. It's like no, the heart was. We need to see a generation equipped. I need to get my heart right. We need this needs to be a God moment, not a not a just a good speech from, you know, leader. And so I think, yeah, just the need for that is so real uh, in our generation for just that that raw God pursuit. Uh, you know, 
with each other and as we lead out. Okay, number two is we need to know the person of the Holy Spirit. That is the second thing. It's the Holy Spirit. We're going to need him more than ever. And so that our relationship with walking with the Holy Spirit, talking to the Holy Spirit, interacting with the Holy Spirit all throughout our day is a trait that's going to separate us unto great fruitfulness in this season. So it's not just about a baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's about a daily walking in the Spirit everywhere we go. Number three, um, this is a season to take bold stances. Bold stances and positions in Christ and a willingness to take what comes with that. A bold season. So, you know, sometimes people have asked me in this last season, what, you know, they'll go, what do you really believe? And they'll try to, you know, get me on like, I want you to talk about gender. Are there hundreds of genders? This is an example. I go, no, the Bible says that God created man and women. There are two genders. And then, you know, you get the four people that are like super mad at me, but I just can't, I can't be a person that's walking in the kingdom and not explain what the Bible is saying. Now, I did it in love. I did it in care, but, but I couldn't, there was a lot of people around and I didn't want them to be confused. Like, well, Brian's confused. He doesn't really know what he believes. Wow. And so in the same way, sometimes people have come to me in this season and they've said, oh, well, what did you think about? Um, the movie Cuties, did you think like it was educating people about the dangers of sexualization? I said, no, I don't believe that was the motive of the movie. The movie was there because older men were watching that that have that tendency towards pedophilia. And they were basically getting to watch child pornography on television and motivating them that, hey, this, this thing in me that's actual perversion isn't perversion. It's just the way some of us are on the earth. And when you open that door to normalize that, I said, do those 11-year-old girls know what they're doing? I didn't know what I was doing at 11. It's not like I didn't know, but I didn't know my future. I didn't know what college would be like, high school would be like. So those 11-year-old girls, did they know at age 23 that movie's still going to be out there when they're born again on fire for Jesus Christ and they're realizing, why did my mom ever put me in that movie? And I just went on and on and on, you know? And there was no one that could argue anymore. So it's just the truth. The truth spoken boldly in this hour when everything we believe in Christ is under assault. Wow. So the boldness is on um, in, in every way. The, third, the next area is... Um, being really ready to know this, okay, is that the, the Bible, never before, maybe than ever before, is the Bible is so needed to be our roadmap. It's so needed to be our roadmap, being in the Bible and getting deeper in the Bible. I, I know that I've been helping a number of students go on and get into some Bible colleges. If anybody wants help with that, Zach and I can help you. But yeah. there's just a need for us to study the Bible. We do field training. I want to invite you. We're going to, on the Circle Rider podcast, this, the field training's up. We're going through Ephesians. It's so much fun, but it's not just fun. It's needed to know the Bible like never before. And it keeps us grounded. So we need to be in the Bible. We need to be led by the Spirit. We need to be pursuing Jesus with all of our heart. And then there's a, there's kind of a, 
another one that I really felt was key, and it's learning in this hour, number how to live by the kingdom culture. We talk about the unoffendable heart. We talk about the surrendered lifestyle. We talk about being a person who's a radical servant, radical love, living in radical mercy, being a person who has radical faith. It's the kingdom cultures that will keep our families, our friendships alive and ready for everything that God is going to put us in the middle of. We've got to live out as cultures. And so God's looking for leaders that are going to walk with his spirit, that are going to be in the word, that are going to say it's time for the kingdom to come. I want to walk in the culture of heaven. Heaven believes in healing. Heaven believes in prayer. Heaven believes in dignifying people. And, you know, as I was reading in Ephesians chapter 2, man, I've never read anything that was more intense about racism. Mm. When I was reading what Paul was writing, it made what anybody on earth thought God felt about racism seem like watered down, watered down like sugar water drink. I mean, it was power. Mm. It was all of heaven hating racism. Jesus going to the cross to die the most violent death. And then Paul picking up this call to say racism must end. And being in prison for five years over his sermon, over this, the ending of separation of people based upon color, race, and creed. And I feel like, come on, Bible gang, we've no. got to get the Bible out and tell people that, and it literally says, Jesus' wrath never does never turns off on the issue of racism. Wow. He, he never has one minute where that wrath in his heart towards that sin is not active. And so really the repentance is on those of us, not on this call, but those of us across America that have not carried the burden of heaven and the righteousness of heaven and said, oh, racism is no big deal. When Jesus never takes a minute off, and I think that's another truth that we need to sing. Someone said to me, well, what about Black Lives Matter? I go, I don't know what to tell you about Black Lives Matter. I don't work for Black Lives Matter. I work for Jesus. And Jesus is saying this. Racism is sin. Racism wow. needs to end. Racism needs a solution. And he's looking for his bride, his church, to rise and not just say racism is evil but to be a solution and bring solutions that every, every person that's oppressed by racism would know, wow, thank God for First Methodist, First Baptist, First Presbyterian, the charismatic church, the assembly of God. They came to my city, and I don't just have uh, extra food. I mean, that's great. But I have a way now to go to college. I now have a way to be advancing in my life. I'm going to have an ability to do the things that are burning in my heart. I'm no longer, I have a friend and he had a stadium gathering in Orlando. And what he did is he brought the judges from the city, the police department, the medical departments, the colleges, and you could go and in one day, you could have anything on your, on your uh, police record erased fully. Then you'd go to the next booth, Every medical thing that you needed done for free, minus a surgery that they couldn't do there. Number, number three, anything that you needed in terms of education, they, they signed you up, they brought you in the class, they arranged for you to be driven to your new school. 
Then the next thing, if you your nutrition, you didn't have what you really needed, they gave you monthly support that you would have the food you needed to accelerate in your education. So you had all that brain food giving you the energy. It was like a smorgasbord of heaven's response. Then they followed up with all those kids. Kids got out of juvenile, they got their records cleared. Even when people didn't have houses, they were found houses and adopted into healthy families, even for a short season. This is heaven's response. And so when we speak the truth in love, we're going to have people be shocked that the Bible is that intense in terms of what it is saying to us on these subjects. I was with someone the other day and they said, I don't know anything about racism. I've never done anything about racism. I said, that's not the right question. The right question is, what does Jesus think about racism? Good. And what are you going to do to solve it? He's not looking for people to say, I'm innocent. Who's innocent on the earth? Nobody's innocent. We've all got sin in our life. And I don't really care. I'll repent of anything. I just want to see change. And so truth is truth. You know, this social experiment, what we were talking about before, almost, I was told, 60% of people that are having these gender surgeries are committing suicide. This is a failed experiment that's hurting people, children, young people. So when you're in the truth, mm-hmm. you start to shake. You're, you're, you literally feel different because you're not underneath culture and what culture is saying to you. Good. Um, Christy, would you join us towards the end of this call here? Zach, I know I just blew you up and your, your head is shaking and you're, I think oh, your, shirt, your shirt turned red. I don't know. Was it yellow before? It's on, it's on fire, fire over there. Come on. This is so good. Isn't it so, it's so, the temptation to weaken your view to a please popular opinion in our generation. And, and so I think for us, like this yeah. is mm-hmm. so key for us to be so rooted and grounded. And what does Jesus say on this issue? What does the scripture say? Because public opinions never changed anything. And I think it's such a, it's such a temptation to want to be accepted right so that we cater to public opinion i want my voice to be accepted in all these different areas but it just doesn't seem like jesus operated that way he was on a whole other playing field and I, what you're saying is just so good and so important for us because man we're going to get god's going to take all of us into some crazy situations he just he wants to do it and we got to be ready with the truth so this is this is so good brian i'm i'm getting lit up Woo! So, um, <laughs> It's like you've seen it, Brian. It's like it's like at the park. It's like we're meeting at a park. God's moving there like crazy. What's it gonna be like? Holy Spirit's so ready to move. We're on a Zoom call. Is this gonna go good? Holy Spirit's ready to move. It's just he's he's breaking all of our circuits and our boxes on what how he wants to move. I'm just these Saturdays are so rich. Thank you guys. Thank you, Brian and Christy. We'll be back next week, right? That's it. Okay. Guys, have a great weekend. We'll be back next Saturday, Culture Shift, 11 a.m. We'll see you there. Thanks for listening to a Circuit Rider podcast. For our full library of podcasts and more information about the Circuit Riders, visit us at circuitriders.com. To access worship, messages, and training courses, visit us at circuitriders.tv. To get involved with the day-to-day of what we do or see what's happening across the globe, you can follow us at Circuit Riders on Instagram. And finally, don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. We'll see you next time.